What is going on, everybody? It's your boy Easy, and welcome back to another episode of Easy Motherfucking Kills Podcast. I should just change the name to Easy Motherfucking Kills instead of just Easy Kills at this point. <laughs> well, I hope everybody had a nice, fun, safe 4th of July. I hope no fingers were blown off or any firecrackers to the face. Um, I spent my 4th of July at work. Well, half day, but I was indoors, so totally fine with it. And speaking of 4th of July, we today's episode is going to be 1997's An American Werewolf in Paris. And most people don't know, but this movie is actually a 4th of July horror movie. <laughs> I just realized that when I rewatched it. I was like, oh shit, it takes place on 4th of July, but in Paris. <laughs> Alright, so let's get right up into it. This is one of my favorite movies. I know I posted a poll. Um, which movie I should cover next? Either American Werewolf in Paris, My Boyfriend's Back, The Craft, or From Dust Till Dawn. And since nobody voted for this movie, I figured, why the fuck not? <laughs> so let's get right up into it. So this movie takes place in 1997 in Paris. And in the opening scenes, we see a man just like running. It's like pouring rain out. And this, like, scientist, he's got, like, a doctor's coat on or whatever. And he's, like, running through the streets and there's something under the sewers chasing him. And we don't see what the werewolf looks like right away. But as this man's running, boom, he gets caught by it. And as he's getting dragged down, nobody can hear him. Because it's, like, nighttime, I guess. And as he's getting killed, that shows, like, an orchestra playing, like in one of the nearby buildings and it's super loud so they can't hear him and he gets dragged underneath and boom dead well he's not dead we'll get into that a little bit later and so then we cut to our main characters which is andy and his two friends chris and brad and these guys are from america you know they're traveling they're in paris and they're a bunch of daredevils like they do like dares and get points and they're just there for the summer. Typical 90s guys, you know, with the flannels, the long, kind of long hair, a little shaggy hair. I'm all about the 90s. The 90s is my definite favorite movie, like, era. I should have been born in the 70s so I can grow up in the 90s because the 90s was the shit. I love it. I mean, A Night at the Roxbury, Romeo and Michelle. I just love the, the fashion, the music. Everything about the 90s was the shit. I just love it. So yeah, our main three guys are basically just your typical 90s dudes. You know, these guys are daredevils. They dare each other to do all this and that. And they're on a, a train going from one town or city to the next. And they're talking about how they they dare each other to do stuff for points. And then they end up on the Eiffel Tower. And it's like lights out. They're shutting the Eiffel Tower down. These guys snuck in there. And it looks like they're just having some wine, chilling. You know, looking at the stars, they're going to stay there. But the main character, Andy, they were telling him, you haven't done no dares on this trip. And this guy's about to bungee jump off the Eiffel Tower. And I think I talked about it in one of the other episodes. I am terrified of heights. Like, I... Ugh. Just the thought of being somewhere up high where you're, you can fall. Ooh, makes me want to piss myself. <laughs> I can't stand it. It's just... <sighs> okay, enough about that. So they're like, no, Andy, don't do it. You pushed him too far. 
and like, oh shit, security. So they hide, and it's not security, it's actually a woman. And her name is Seraphine. And they're just watching her, and they're like, what is she doing up here? And she's about to jump off the fucking Eiffel Tower and kill herself and commit suicide. So Andy jumps up and is like, no, please. You know, he tries to talk to her, but she jumps. But Andy's connected to the bungee cord, so he jumps and dives right after her. And he barely catches her by her foot. And Andy thinks he tied himself off, but he didn't. So his friends are like, oh, shit. And they go and, like, grab the bungee cord. Boom, last second, they are able to save him. And Seraphine, they, they're, like, feet away from the floor. Like, just a couple feet away from the floor. And Andy saves her by the shoe on her foot. They barely, and then she falls off, and there's like a little note next to her, I guess it was her suicide note. And he's all happy as he like bungee jumps back up, and he's like, yeah, yeah, boom. <laughs> he fucking hits his head on one of the tower, the beams, and lights out. That's it. And he wakes up in the hospital, and he's all bandaged up because his head's all busted. He tells his friends, oh, there's a note. You know, you saved her. I saved her, but, you know, she might try to do it again. We got to find that note. So he sends his friends out to go look for the note. They end up finding it. And they come back. And they tell him, oh, look, we found your note. But before that, uh, while Andy's passed out and he's in the hospital, he actually sees Seraphine. And she's dressed in a, like, nurse's outfit. Like, a nurse costume. I wouldn't say costume, but uniform. And he's like, hey, hey, you forgot your shoe. And boom, he gets hit in the back of the head by one of the little hospital doors. And you kind of notice she's carrying something in her hand. And it's actually a human heart. And the doctor's like, he's like, oh, she got, oh, she's, he's like, that woman stole my heart. And he's like, yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, Brad and Chris come back and they're like, hey, we found the note. And it's like her address, and they find out her name's Seraphine. So then they go to her house, and let me tell you, this bitch got a badass fucking house. It's so beautiful. There's like vines on it. I I don't know. I just love it. It's I thought it was really beautiful house. And so they knock at her door, and he's like, "Hey, it's me." And she's got blood in her hands. And, you know, he gives her back her shoe. She grabs it. He notices there's blood, and she says. Oh, this is paint. I'm just repainting the cellar. You should leave now. And he's like, how do I know you won't do it again? And then she's like, okay. She agrees to go on a date with him. So they go on this little date. He's all happy. And they go to like a little cafe and his friends are there being pendejos. They're just idiots. And there's a funny scene where a condom falls out of his pocket. Because his friends put condoms in his little front shirt pocket. And he's like, oh, it's bubblegum. And she makes him chew it, and she's like, blow a bubble. And then the condom blows up, and it goes flying into some guy's fucking little coffee drink. And he gets up, and they get in a fight, and Seraphine just knocks him the fuck out. Boom! She takes off on her little bike, and Andy's like, hey. Yeah. So it's safe to say she's a werewolf, because ain't no skinny girl got that fucking amount of strength. <laughs> so that happens. She tells him never see her again. But, of course, you know, they don't listen. They go back to her house, and she's not answering, and a guy comes out. It's this guy named Claude. He's like, oh, Seraphine's not here. And, like, are you her boyfriend, her brother? And he's like, let's just say I look after her. So, it's not her boyfriend. 
But he tells them, oh, there's a party tonight. Seraphine will be there. So these guys, like idiots, okay, we'll go. So they go to this party, but Chris is like, uh, I'll go back to her house in case she shows up. And so he leaves, so it's just Brad and Andy at the party. And turns out it's not a party, it's a setup for the werewolves. And so Chris goes back to Seraphine's house and he notices the lights are on in the cellar. So he goes down there and Seraphine's all in a, like a little jail cell that she has in there and he's she he tells him, Oh, they're at the party waiting for you. What's going on? And she like tells him, Unlock it, and then she knocks him out and throws his ass in there. And then she dips. And then we go back to the we go back to the party scene, which is like in an old abandoned like a church, let's just say. And you know, back in the day, all you needed was like speakers and alcohol and lights, and you had a party. Sound like a good old time to me. <laughs> so yeah. Well, it turns out it's a full moon that night, and so Andy and Brad are there at the party, and. Here comes Seraphine to the rescue, and she's like, Andy, you need to leave. And so she takes Andy like the back to this back room, and she tells the security, oh, this one's mine. And, you know, they go down there. Brad sees, and he, like, starts to follow, which is a total cockwalk move, <laughs> in my opinion. And they welcome all the Americans, like, oh, welcome, you guys, Claude and all his guy friends. And they're about to turn into werewolves, and we get this badass scene where they transform and yeah so brad follows them down there seraphine starts to turn into a werewolf and she's like telling him leave and she has this manly voice all of a sudden just go and he's like she throws his ass and throws bricks at him leave run and he's like seraphine what is going on with you like dude she went from beauty to the goddamn beast and you're gonna sit there and be like what is wrong with you she's all getting veiny and just and he takes off running because she's throwing bricks at him and then she like you get this cool sequence where she's like ripping her clothes off and boom she turns into a werewolf and while that's happening upstairs the strobe lights are going and the werewolves are starting to kill everybody and the door the front doorman i guess you could say the security locks him in there everyone's just getting butchered so andy's like oh this woman's crazy and he sees the werewolf oh shit takes off running Hides behind this like metal fence with like the spikes at the top of him, and the werewolf like knocks it down. He grabs one of the spikes, spike rods from the fence, and then just shoves it right in the werewolf's like, I guess, shoulder the front shoulder. I don't know what you call that part, it's like above your peck, like that area. He manages to jump in like a sewer drain, and but before he can get all the way in there, the werewolf bites his foot and he passes out. And then Brad's still down there looking for Andy, and he ends up getting killed by a werewolf, and his body comes out of one like the little drainage, and bloop, right into a fountain. He's dead. Gone. But yeah, it's pretty crazy. And then he w Andy wakes up the next day, and he's in Seraphine's house. He's like in the bed, and he's like hallucinating, and she tells him, you weren't bit by a big old dog, it was a werewolf, and she's like, blending a heart into a shake for him she's like you need to drink this and then she gets on top of him and then takes off her shirt and he's over there puts her <laughs> she puts his hands all in her titties and then um you hear the mom's voice like 
you should have not brought him here or whatever. And she's like, Mom. And he's like, Mom, didn't you say your mom was dead? Because earlier she said she her parents were dead. So when he glances over, it's a freaking ghost. Like, she's all tore up. And he's like, ah! And Seraphine's like, you scared her away. <laughs> and he's like, I scared her. <laughs> oh, shit. It was... A, I remember watching that when I was younger, and it was nasty. Like, the way the mom looked. And if you guys are on my... Follow my Instagram. The cover art that I'm going to post for this is actually that scene where the mom pops out. And he's like, ah! <laughs> yeah. So... Chris, the friend, was actually outside the window right before um, Serafina came in the room. And he's, like, throwing rocks, like, oh, there's a... Holy shit, I totally missed the whole part. So while they're at the party, Chris is stuck underneath in the cellar. And he manages to get out. And then we see there's a person... Well, it's a fucking werewolf. So the guy in the beginning that was getting chased by the werewolf is actually Seraphine's dad, and she was actually the werewolf that chased him. And this guy's legless, so when Chris removes the curtain, it's a werewolf strapped to a hospital bed. And he's like, oh shit, and he escapes. So now, flash forward, sorry guys, I got a little mixed up on my notes right here. <laughs> so he's telling Andy, like, you need to get out of there, there's a mutant in the cellar. And then that happens with the ghost mom, Andy gets freaked out and jumps out the window. And then Chris tries to run after him. And Andy's still in his underwear. Like, he's straight up chony boy. Jumps out a second story window, glass and all. Boom! Doesn't believe he's a werewolf. Chris tries to follow him, but then Claude's there with all his group, his gang. And they kidnap his ass. And so Andy goes back to the where the party was. And it's a whole crime scene. I mean, like, Sierra wrote that song, Body Party about this scene because there is body parts everywhere at this party ass blood and guts everywhere there's like arms there's legs there's feet there's hands it's a whole scene and as he's looking he tells the cops you know the cops are asking him oh friend of yours because they're pulling a body out of the fountain and it's brad's body and he's like oh shit so he's like talking to the the cops you know the, i think they bring him back to the station i don't I didn't write that part down. And they tell a detective, oh, keep an eye on that guy. Because, you know, his friend's dead. And so Andy is a new werewolf. And so he isn't transformed or transitioned yet. But he's, like, starting to act all different. He goes to a restaurant, orders a rare bloody steak. And as he's there, he smells, he's, his senses are kicking in. He's like, <laughs> like a dog. <laughs> and then he meets this girl, Amy, who... Um, damn, I should have wrote her name down. But she's actually the main, the girl, the love interest in the movie Happy Gilmore. So you guys, if you guys seen that movie, you guys know what I'm talking about. She looks exactly the same. So he's there eating with Amy, and he goes to the bathroom, and then, boom, we see that Brad's a ghost. And he's telling Andy, so basically, if somebody's killed by a werewolf, their spirit or their ghost is forced to walk around until that werewolf that killed them is dead and then their soul can rest and boom they're gone so brad's all fucked up he's bitten everywhere he's bleeding he's a zombie ghost the andy's like let's get out of here so he doesn't believe his friend's a ghost 
tells Amy, let's, you know, let's get the fuck out of here. And then they go to the cemetery, and they're having a little chon-chon session. Andy starts getting all burning hot, and his body's turning red, and he jumps into a fountain, leaving Amy behind. And then, boom, pops out of the fountain. He's a werewolf. But Amy doesn't see that yet until, boom, he tries to kill her. She takes off running. And this whole time, the detective's following them. So he's like, oh, what the fuck? And then she's, like, spraying her perfume to lose the werewolf, which is Andy. And as she's, like, doing that in the cemetery, she gets spooked, but it's the detective's dog. It's not the werewolf. And she's like, you cured my hookup. hiccups. And then behind her, you slowly see the image of the werewolf coming up. And then, boom, slashes the shit out of her. She's dead. And the detective's trying to shoot him. And then he goes and kills the detective, too. And then wakes up and Andy's butt naked in the cemetery and there's dead bodies next to him including a dead dog <laughs> you'll have to watch that scene to understand <laughs> so they take his ass back into custody at, and he's at the morgue and then boom Amy's a ghost too and then Brad's there and like the two ghosts are like arguing and he ends up escaping because they're trying to arrest him and I don't know how he escapes, but he does. And so he's out on the street, and then we get this funny-ass scene where... So basically, Amy needs Andy to die so that way her soul could be set free. But then Brad's like, no, he's no good to me dead because he needs Andy to kill the werewolf that killed him so that way his soul could be set free. And... Yeah... So yeah, we covered how the how the ghosts get free, only if a werewolf that killed them gets killed. And so like, I think they kind of messed up here because if there's these guys just massacre these werewolves massacring all these people, and even if you didn't kill the ghost or the the person yourself, you would still see the ghost. And if you think there's all these massacres going on there, you'd be able to see all these ghosts just walk in the streets. All bloody, all nasty, but hey. That's that's one thing I noticed about this. I was like, oh shit, there should be ghosts everywhere. But I didn't realize that until I watched this the other day. That's something to think about. <laughs> so yeah. So Amy's trying to get Andy killed. But that's not going to happen because Andy's our main guy. So we need him to the end. And then... Claude kidnaps Andy and then takes him to a new location where they're going to slaughter people. And he asks Andy to join him in his cults or his wolf pack, I guess. Andy declines and they show, oh, are you sure? And they actually have Chris kidnapped and they want Andy to kill him. Seraphine shows up, boom, saves the day with like fire, gasoline. They escape, go back to Seraphine's house and... Then Claude and his gang shows up, and Andy jumps out the window yet again in his underwear. <laughs> and while this is happening, he's, like, running from them. And then you see Amy's ghost trying to whistle, like, hey, he's over here, guys. And then this funny scene, she tries to whistle, like, but then blood starts coming out of her cheek. And then she, like, oh, shit. So she holds her cheek with one hand and then tries to blow, and then her eyeball fucking pops out. 
<laughs> it's fucking nasty. But it's like one of my favorite scenes in this movie. She's like, oh shit. So Andy escapes all them and then goes back to Seraphine's. And then the dad, Seraphine's dad, the one that's in a hospital bed, ends up dying. And she's like, those bastards killed him. I don't know if they pulled the plug on him or what. But then she tells Andy that her dad was the only one working for a cure. And it's supposed to suppress the werewolf in them because, you know, their um, their cycle when it's a full moon, whatnot. And she tells them how they tried it on her. And that was the beginning of the movie where she ends up killing the dad because it had the reverse effect. Instead of suppressing the werewolf, you could turn it to werewolf as soon as you inject it. And they're like, oh shit, so um, the samples are in the closet and they go open the closet and turns out Claude took all of them and he left a 4th of July flyer right there on the door and that's where they're gonna be. So they're like, oh shit, that means he can, you know, they can turn into a werewolf whenever they want. And so they come up with a plan. Okay, so they go to this new location, which is on the 4th of July, which I just barely found this out when I watched this the other day. Like, literally, I was like, oh, shit. So, Andy gets into the party. Seraphine climbs on top. The guy, oh, the cops show up. And they're like, who gave you a permit for this party? So the security has to let him in. Then he goes and locks the door, and while that's happening, Seraphine's climbing on top, and she drops a fucking gargoyle statue on top of the guy. Boom, he's dead. Andy's over there like, hey guys, it's a massacre, you guys gotta go. The cops handcuff, try to handcuff Andy, and then they grab the other guys, Claude and his gang, they start injecting themselves, and the cops are like, oh, this party's over. So then their dumbasses get the bright idea to handcuff themselves to these guys in these robes who just injected themselves would look like dog piss. <laughs> it was nasty looking yellow injection. And then there's like a shootout going. Uh, they pull this big old curtain down and the friend Chris is on the cross, like a sacrifice. There's a shootout with Andy and then everyone starts turning into werewolves. The door's already locked and the cops are like, what the fuck? They're attached to werewolves. Boom, they get slaughtered. There's a big old shootout. Andy runs off. Seraphine's already in there. Um, Andy ends up shooting one of the werewolves. And it's actually one that killed Brad. So then Brad's like, oh, you got him. He disappears. His soul's free. Um, Seraphine ends up injecting herself because there's werewolves after her too. And she can't do nothing in her human form. And then her, she gets into a fight with another werewolf. So it's like a big old wolf fight. And one wolf ends up getting killed. And then Andy shoots the other one a couple times. And then he realizes, oh shit, he just shot Seraphine. And so she's like dying, whatever. And um, she's like, you need to kill Claude. The cops, the detective and the other cops show up and like shoot at Andy. So Andy has to run off. And then Andy's getting chased. And they end up in a subway. And then Claude, it's actually Claude the werewolf. Gets on the subway, starts killing everybody, and then he, the juice runs out, so he turns back into human form. Him and Andy start fighting, and then Andy notices the scar on his shoulder, and he's like, you. So it was actually Claude that had turned in, him into a werewolf. So in order for Andy to be cured or whatnot, he needs to kill Claude. So they're fighting, and Claude's like butt-ass naked too. And they're fighting, and then Claude goes for the, for the needle for the injection, 
and then boom, it ends up stabbing Andy. So then Andy turns into a werewolf, eats Claude's heart out, and that's it. And then you flash forward later, and they're in America, and it's Chris, Andy, and Seraphine, and they're getting married. Do you have the ring? They drop the rings, and it goes flying off, and then they both jump, bungee jump, off of the Statue of Liberty. And that's it. The end. <laughs> so my final thoughts in this movie, the CGI for 1997, I guess it, at the time watching it when I was young, I was about seven or eight. I'd say about eight. Not really too sure. But um, I remember watching this thinking like, oh, this the effects are so cool. Looking at it now, you know, they were obviously very not that good. And I definitely think this movie could use a remake with today's technology. It would come out so good. And they could even cast Pete Davidson as the lead because he looks like a dirty little werewolf anyways. <laughs> I'm going to give this movie a four and a half out of five stars because it's a classic to me. It's one of my favorites. I bought this DVD back in 2007, 2008, and I still have the same copy and it's actually on Tubi too so if you guys want to check it out shit Tubi needs to start sponsoring me for how much I talk about them but Tubi definitely is a good place to check out horror movies and a lot of TV shows too but yeah that was 1997's An American Werewolf in Paris I give it a four and a half stars out of five just because I, it's one of my favorite werewolf movies and yeah I believe the next episode I will be covering will either be My Boyfriend's Back, The Craft, or From Dust Till Dawn. So you guys let me know if you're listening on Spotify or if you have me on Instagram. Let me know. Do you want to, do you want me to talk about witches, zombies, or vampires? As always, thank you guys for listening. And until next time, bye.